The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into this Wednesday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Glad to have you here in the Lee Company studio. Also the Frontport Sports Headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM on your radio dial. Thank you for those of you joining us on Facebook. And for those of you on the podcast, we appreciate you guys listening as well. Uh, happy to have you all here on the show. Uh, real quick, we, we we missed it in the first hour, so let's go ahead and tell you that uh, this segment is brought to you by our friends at Columbia Academy. So, Mo, take it away. This segment's brought to you by Columbia Academy. They're scheduling appointments for visits you can find them online at cabulldogs.org. They have campuses in Columbia and in Spring Hill, so be sure and check them out again. That's cabulldogs.org, Columbia Academy. Thanks, thanks. Um, so let's talk real quick about uh, about last night as we got a chance to meet uh, Josh Heupel and his staff from Tennessee and then Eddie George and uh, his staff over at Tennessee State. Quickly, uh, Eddie George basically told me that it, within 90 days, they're going to do a feasibility study to upgrade the facilities at uh, Tennessee State's uh, Hell Stadium and adding some coaches' offices, hopefully adding a place for the band, uh, perhaps doing some some increase of uh, capacity and – he said hopefully that they could basically dominate the OVC in the in the very near future and they potentially have FBS sites. I'll, I'll speak more to the first part of that statement. Um, <laughs> the idea of Tennessee State playing all of their home games in the whole, I think, is going to be very pleasing to a large number of TSU fans. Um There are times when they need probably more seating capacity than there is at Hale Stadium, but more often than not, it's not the case. And so for them to be able to play their games there in a more intimate setting than a 60,000-plus seat facility is probably going to be more beneficial for, for everybody involved. So if they can make that happen. Now, I don't know how much longer – the agreement is between it's, TSU it's, and there's not one. 
that has expired, according to Eddie. Well, he should know. They are playing all of their home games this year in the hole. Okay. Um, uh, and they're hoping to upgrade the field uh, before the 2022 season, which definitely needs to happen. Uh, I think that, along with the coaches' offices, that's going to kind of be a one-time thing where they, they try to do all of that at once. I know when my friend was the equipment manager there, I mean, he was basically in a, you know, under the stadium in a storage room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's tough. Yep. I'm familiar with that space. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's rough. It's not. It's, it's tough. It is. So, um, you know, if, if they're able to, to do that, I think that would be a, a fantastic step forward for, for the program. Um, I've always felt like Tennessee state should be more consistently, successful within the Ohio Valley Conference than than it has been. I mean, they're in again, the it city. Um obviously the the largest city in in the conference. Um shouldn't be tough to recruit here. That's the, exactly. So once you in, once in any you, sport. Once you add the facilities to that, mm-hmm. it becomes a much uh, easier. And that's exactly what I told him. I said, you know, it's easier to recruit when kids have something to to awe over, you know, when they can say, man, that's awesome. And on top of all that, you're talking about, again, the revitalization of the Jefferson Street area over there. All of that coming together at one time could make Tennessee State a very uh, exciting program to be around in the next uh, three to four years, no question. Uh, Josh Heupel was – very complimentary of Middle Tennessee and and their the coaches that we spoke with and, and that were in attendance last night. I think that I think the guys were very uh, interested in being there, whether or not uh, it really formulates. But Josh Heupel said he took he and his staff in the first few days that they were there took a couple of days to call every high school in the state of Tennessee to make sure there was an open line of communication. And that was pretty cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the conversation that we were having um, yesterday, the day before about, you know, building, having that line of communication and being visible across the state with these high school coaches and these high school programs, because, Mm -hmm. You know, the level of athlete that is being consistently produced across this state is a level that, you know, Tennessee needs to be involved with a lot of these guys. And and as he said, not going to get all of them, but uh, you won't get any of them if you don't exactly <laughs> so you know they they need to be more present with some of these guys i mean as as you look at some of the some of the players over the last 5 years or so that have left the state of tennessee and have played in other sec/power 5 programs it if you're a ut fan it's got to be a little frustrating right 
I mean, you look right here. I mean, Jackson Harris at Georgia, Shaq Mason at Georgia Tech. I don't know. You know, both those guys were recruited before I got to town, so I don't know the specifics of their recruitment. But, you know, you look at the career that Shaq has had, and and you'd like to think that he could have he, he played there. I mean – Jackson Harris played against them for four years. You'd like to think he could have played there. So, and it's hard to say, but those are the guys that you've certainly got to be involved with, I think. One thing I really like that Eddie George said, he said, look, I wasn't highly recruited. I wasn't a five-star guy. I wasn't a four-star guy. I was a no-star guy. He said, if you send me a huddle, I'm going to watch it. Hmm. And I'm not necessarily looking for – Stats. He said, "I'm looking for the way you run, your heart, your ability to your your football IQ, that sort of thing." Can you play? Can you play? <laughs> are Are you good enough to play? And if you send him a huddle, he's going to watch it. So, just FYI, athletes out there, send Eddie George your huddle because if you can play, he's going to call you. And I, I think that was really cool that he basically said, "Look, I, I was a guy I shouldn't have been at Ohio State." <laughs> the the equipment manager recruited him because he was a friend of the family and bugged them so much that they finally watched Eddie's tape and he goes on to win a Heisman Trophy. <laughs> so that equipment manager deserves a statue, I'm just saying. <laughs> but seriously, so I, I just think it's cool. Uh, and, and those guys did a great job last night. I was really pleased to, to meet them. Uh, my My – I have a picture with Josh Heupel that Mo took, and apparently nobody on Twitter told me, "Hey, by the way, Trent Dilfer photobombed you." So there was that. Uh, so it was a fun event. It was. Um, credit to former Hillsborough coach Maurice Fitzgerald for for putting that on, and really appreciate him extending the invitation to us to to be able to be there. And um, you know, a lot of a lot of Metro Nashville coaches there. Um, First-year Blackman coach Chandler Tigard was there. That was um, fun, talking yeah, to him. Yeah, y'all, y'all renewing your Alabama ties. Well, so. not just that, but I'm excited to watch his onside kicks all year. Yeah, so um, <laughs> a lot of fun. And and I think, I think it served the purpose that it was meant to serve in terms of just, as Coach Fitzgerald said, you know, these guys are here, they're real, come talk to them get your picture taken with them, you know, shoot the breeze with them, that kind of thing. And and a lot of folks took advantage of that, and I think that was a good thing. It was. Uh, while that was going on, the Atlanta Braves were playing, and it was awful while, during the event. I leave the event, turn on 560 a.m., and because I can't and, get 103.7 in Nashville. And all hell is breaking loose. And and I hear that, one, we've, we're down one, with the bases loaded, nobody out. Uh, Pablo Sandoval draws a walk in the nine hole as a pinch hitter. Ronnie comes up and unfortunately strikes out. Freddie sack flies. Uh, well, first of all, a wild pitch scores the tying run. I think no, the scores the run to get us to seven to six. Yeah, Contreras scored on that right. Freddie hits a sack fly that scores Heredia to tie it up at seven. And I'm thinking, holy crap. What in the world? At least Tucker Davidson's off the hook. And then 
Luke Jackson comes in in the seventh in a seven-seven game, and your boy the 77. much maligned Luke Jackson, the the future All Star Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson, one, two, three, strikeout, strikeout. After coming in with a one point one one earn run average, so that went down to one zero five. Come on. What's he got? Fifteen strikeouts in what? I mean, yeah, he's Luke. Luke Jackson is the best pitcher in the uh, Atlanta bullpen. Just FYI, of and, course, that's a little bit by default. And as I, I'm sorry, it was 107. Is his new oh. ERA? He has. Uh, he's thrown. He's appeared in 28 games. He's thrown 25.1 innings. I don't know how. 25 and a third. Yeah, but in 28 games, I guess so he, he did have a couple of times where he did not came. he did not record an out. But uh, only given up three earned runs, 24 strikeouts in 25 pitched, or 28 games. 24 strikeouts. And 28 appearances. And 25 and a third innings. Yep. It's not bad. It's a pretty good day. Luke Jackson, baby. All star Luke Jackson. He was the he was the bright spot of the day because the because rest Chris of, Martin certainly was not. No question there. Uh, Chris Martin, Martin gives up a three run homer. You tell me. After after the brace fought back and got it tied seven seven, Martin gives up a three run homer to make it ten seven, and um, the Braves as as. As Chip Carey said, they always give you a always give you a finish. Um, and then Ronnie scores on an infield hit from second base. It was a do or die dribbler down the third baseline from Austin Riley, and with two outs, he just turned and kept coming. The third baseman never had a chance. I mean, he he tried to barehand it, couldn't. Riley beats it out. Acuna scores, makes it ten eight. Um, Dansby comes up and takes one. Right down in the street. lower third of the strike zone, but dead center and in the strike zone. Yeah. Yeah. Right down Peachtree. Ball game. And I immediately got up and left the room. <laughs> it's like I'm sick of this. Uh, but it is. It, that's that's the Braves. I mean, that's. Jeez. Oh, I bet that's. Oh, uh, goodness. Is that an. It's an amber alert. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that's That's always fun. Jeez, I didn't get one because I have a Do Not Disturb on, but uh, it's in Rogersville, Tennessee. Oh, goodness. Where the heck is that? It's Upper East Tennessee. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, an Amber Alert has been issued in Tennessee, so in case nobody else heard those vibrations. (laughs) Good vibrations. Um, So the Braves and the Red Sox continue their series tonight, and according to the Braves schedule, that is a 6 20 start ESPN says six o'clock and it's on ESPN. So I'm going to go with six o'clock. All right, then I just, well, if anybody's going to screw that up, it would be ESPN, <laughs> but I think they, I think they flexed it. So it is an ESPN game tonight. Anyway, the pregame will begin at some point on our sister <laughs> station, 103.7 WKRM. Um, Ian Martin gets the star. Um, Ian Anderson gets the start for the Braves, 4-3 and three with a 3.26 ERA. Um, Richards 
goes for Boston's four and four with a four oh nine ERA. I think that's Garrett Richards. Um this day in Braves history on June sixteenth, nineteen ninety one, Otis Otis, my man. Otis Nixon establishes a National League record and ties the 1912 Major League mark set by the Philadelphia Athletics' Eddie Collins by swiping six bases in one game. And um, Nixon did it against the Montreal Expos team that had just traded him earlier that year on April Fool's Day. Nixon, who played for the Nashville Sounds and actually threw out the first pitch last Tuesday against Indianapolis down at um, First Horizon Park, stole four bases against Montreal starter Chris Nabholtz, then scored second and third in the ninth inning to tie the um, the mark set by Collins. That mark has since also been tied by Eric Young Jr., currently the Braves' first base coach. He did it in 1996, and Carl Crawford did it in 2009 with the um, Tampa Bay devil rays then representing the time run at third base nixon was stranded as the expos 176 so that's barbs barbs hashtag barbs <laughs> no question oh man that's tough the sounds continue their series tonight they lost last night two to one at gwinnett uh they are down in uh the greater metropolitan area of atlanta at Ray field Ray. I've not been there. It's pretty nice. I would love to go. Yeah. But I can't, so. Went down there for a Braves exhibition against their um, minor league all-stars right before, right after they broke spring training a few years back. It's pretty cool. So, so I guess that's going to do it for this segment, right? That is going to do it for this segment as uh, we are getting ready to bring in Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. She will join us. Uh, in just a few minutes. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back to the Lee Company Studio right after this. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. If you've listened to this show at all, you know Chris and I are always up for a good meal. Located off Port Royal Road, Coach's Corner is the only locally owned and operated sports bar in Spring Hill. Bringing you the best sports bar atmosphere and food possible, make sure to check out their inventive menu, especially their delicious burgers. Check them out at CoachesCornerSportsGrill.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into the show southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, intern to lawson smith in studio with you here on this beautiful wednesday as it has been a beautiful week all week long so happy 
to see some sunshine and not nearly as hot as it was Saturday temperatures. The humidity was awful on Saturday. I I, I saw a video of uh, on Twitter of this lady asking who had moved to Memphis from Vegas and was like, "How do you live like this?" <laughs> Like, it's like, I don't understand how do you do it. We just survive. Well, I mean, we've been doing it for so long. It's just, it, it's when just it's your normal, natural. it's your normal. Yeah, yeah, you get used to it. I mean, it might take 20 years, but you get used to it. Anyway, uh, so I, I, w- I went back and did a Twitter advanced search for my, my user name and Luke Jackson. Uh, August 1st, 2020, Luke Jackson haters can literally jump off a moving train. Um, <laughs> ground ball. How is Luke Jackson this unlucky? Um, that was apparently after uh, Conforto, and then oh, in the mitts. And uh, yeah, I'm curious as to how this one is going to be on Luke, though. I'm sure Braves Twitter will be all over it. Uh, he got a ground ball. It just you know, seeing out singles. He, he, he was very at one time. He had like a. 412 BABIP, which is insane. So, anyway, it happens. Enough Braves talk as we get ready to bring in our favorite intern's mom. That's how we're going to introduce her from now on. Well, that's only because we don't know Andrew's mom. <laughs> but we do have on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with us. Teresa Walker of the Associated Press, and we are super pumped to talk about whatever we're going to talk about. We uh, we have no plans here. We're just going to kind of do this and and have excitement. Grab bag. It's 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 we're we're going to do what I always threatened to do if I ever covered a team that Charles Barkley was on. What's that? We're just going to stick the mic in Teresa's face and say, "Let him go." go. <laughs> Teresa, good morning. Well, good morning, and I'd hope that I'm that particular intern's favorite mom since last I checked, I'm the only mom he's got. <laughs> he's stuck with me, whether he likes it or not. Um, we do have Titans minicamp this week, guys, and it was kind of fun yesterday. It was in a period where we couldn't shoot, but, you know, you, you know, it was a special teams period, and you had uh, Derek Henry was off to the side, as he often is, working on catching the ball. <laughs> as he needs and to be, off to the side where he can't get hurt. <laughs> Nowhere well, near anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit him well, right over there. There's no need for him to practice. We know what he can do. But that's the thing. Derrick Henry being Derrick Henry, he's over with Julio Jones kind of defending him, you know, and working a little one-on-one, catching some passes, working on his hands. And, guys, he's looking smoother. The more – I mean, the guy keeps working on it, you know. Kind of like Jordan always worked on some facet of his game every offseason. Well, Derrick Henry knows that he needs to catch the the ball better and can, and he keeps working on it. And he looked pretty good. But, you know, it, it, the one funny thing is, you know, I, I, I shot one piece of video and tweeted it out. It was a short segment, you know, passing drill early where, you know, Ryan Tannehill throws an out to uh, Julio Jones. I'm a little surprised that just to show you the attention that he, that trade is already bringing to this team, that one little piece of video off of my own personal Twitter has got like over, last I checked, over 5,000 views uh, this morning. The last I checked, first thing this morning. So, I mean, and, and just multiply that as this season goes along. So in that way alone, it's going to it's gonna pay off. Uh, but as Ryan Tannehill was telling us yesterday, it's like, you know, and, and I'm writing about that today. He's kind of like, guys, we still have to do the work. 
you know, yes, it's great that he's here, but we've got to build the chemistry. We've got to work on the timing. You know, we've got to work on this whole offense to make it work. So, uh, you know, and, and, and at this point of the year, you know, people calm down. Yes, Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins was there yesterday. You know, the, the appropriate people showed up. The ones who weren't on the field for this mandatory mini camp were the guys who were recovering from injuries. You know, Taylor Lewan, A.J. Brown. So you're going to have to wait for training camp to see number 11 and number 2 and 22 out on the field with the offense altogether. So, uh, you know, Bud Dupree is still working his way back. Caleb Farley, uh, Elijah Molden, who had been kind of limited early, especially in the rookie OTA. Uh, he, he, he was out there and he was working yesterday. So, uh, one good thing for a rookie that you're expecting to see. I'll say this, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, though, watching him work in person was kind of fun because he had a back-to-back breakup on, on a couple of passes. And it's like, he knew exactly where that ball was going. So, I think the biggest question about this team this year is what they're doing on defense and watching him and, you know, and Danico Autry was out there next to Jeffrey Simmons yesterday and, you know, still not seeing, you know, Farley and these other guys, Dupree, et cetera. Uh, Got to think the odds are that this defense is better this year than it was last year, partly simply because guys, it couldn't be much worse, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, it can't be any worse. So if it's not better, I don't really know what we're doing here. That video, by the way, Teresa, now has 7.1 thousand views. So 2,000 since you last checked it. Ah, see, that's the starvation for Julio Jones. And I saw one response. It's like, you know, Falcons, y'all messed up, letting them, you know, get, letting them get away. And it's like, they kind of didn't have much choice. Yeah. You know? It's tough to blame the Falcons in this deal. Um, I think it goes back, you know, from things that I've read and that kind of thing. When Dan Quinn got gone, that kind of cut the ties for Julio there. And right, wrong, or otherwise, I mean, he just didn't feel as comfortable once Quinn was gone. And I, I think you did the right thing. He was he was marketable. You were able to get something for him, pretty, something pretty significant, actually. So, I mean, I don't think you can blame the Falcons on this deal, but, you know, the buzz around the Titans as a result of this, folks, there is a faction that wants to really play it down, but it's like a tweet that I saw yesterday. I mean, who has it better than Ryan Tannehill? He has the best young receiver in the league, the best old receiver in the league, and the best running back in the league. Yes. And, and it's funny. I've seen on Twitter, people are like, well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, the, the lists are coming out, right? It's the off season. So we put together lists, mm-hmm. you know, the best re- receiver group. And, you know, Chiefs have got a couple of good ones. Uh, Cardinals have got a couple of good ones. They got AJ Brown and, and DeAndre Hawkins who are certainly very impressive, but you know, look at the running back situations. And, you know, while Cleveland has got Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is still sharing snaps. Okay. He's not carrying the Browns. He hasn't carried the Browns to this point. You know, we saw Derrick Henry carry this team to an AFC conference championship. And then, Oh yeah, a division title. Uh, because you know, let's not forget when he got 2000 yards in Houston, that was a game that they needed every yard, every point, uh, because, you know, they ended up winning the game and the title on a joint field goal. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the fun part of, of football. So he's proven it. And, you know, it's like I asked Roger Saffold yesterday. I said, what's the effect on guys like yourself and others in the locker room when you see these off-season videos? You know, because Derrick Henry's putting them out, right? We all know and watch. I've I, I probably watched that one with the, 
you know, he has a seat on the ball and he's essentially lifting on a strap, you know, with the chain around his neck. And he, you know, it's like, I said, what do you guys react to that? And Roger Saffold's like, well, that makes me want to go get a second chain, you know, at, go up to 450 pounds. So it's like it becomes a competition. So he's setting the tone even when he's not at the offseason program, you know, and it's voluntary. And then he comes up and guess what? Everybody knows what he's going to do. He's going to work. And, you know, so it's just, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, you know, his biggest challenge is going to be distributing the ball. And he's a quarterback that when somebody's open, the ball goes. He's a quick decision maker. That's what's going to make this offense so much fun to watch this season. And in in the event that none of them is available, he's a guy that can make plays himself as well. I mean, I don't think that's something that can be overlooked is his ability to make plays with his feet if if something somehow breaks down. I'm not sure how much it's going to break down. We don't know about the offensive line. I mean, we're still, you know. Four starters are back on that offensive line. So, right. And let's not, you know, so, and Taylor DeWan, you know, yes, he's not practicing this week. He is still recovering from the ACL. But, you know, that was a mid-October injury. So, you know, he should be back for the start of the season. You get four guys back. They brought in Tyson Brallo, brought him back, and Kendall Lamb, an experienced guy, in case Dylan Raiden, you know, to, until, you know, let's face it, you know, that seems to be Dylan Raiden's job. Even though they told us this week he's working inside and outside, it just seems like he is the right tackle of the future. And so that's the one piece. Guys, they, have, they only allowed 25 sacks last year. Mm-hmm. 25 sacks with, you know, going through three different left tackles last year. And then you have the fact that, uh, oh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill creating on his own a career-high seven touchdown run uh, with the finger roll most times. So, you know, the only problem he had to work on was making sure he lands properly. Hey, he really game. does need to work on that. Make yeah, sure. If he's going to continue doing it because the last thing we need is for him to go up for a finger roll and come down with a sprained knee or, or worse. Or finger roll before the goal line. <laughs> Well, I, I, he's smart enough to wait and hold the finger roll until after he that ball crosses the plane. But that said, you're absolutely right. I mean, that one time where he came down, I think everybody, uh, everybody in the stadium and on TV were kind of like, oh, "Did he hurt himself?" And trust yep. me, no, you know, especially on the sideline. And yes, Kenny Hill said after the game, he kind of, yeah, he he thought about that too. That was a little awkward. Yeah. Yeah, as great an athlete as he is. We're on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with um, Lawson Smith's mother, Teresa Walker, of the Associated <laughs> Press. Um, so, T, tell me, what, mm-hmm. does Lawson, what does Lawson say about us when we're not around? He's learning a lot from you guys. And I said, well, oh, I'm of course. Sure, I'm sure he is. Is he learning anything he can Useful. use as a question? <laughs> Well, we'll find out in the future on that. But a couple uh, new words. I've heard, yes, and well, come on. There's a lot that he's already <laughs> learned at home. Um, but uh, no, he he's he's learning a lot, and he he actually enjoys having fun with you guys. I mean, here's the thing: you guys, he he's having to get up early and go to work to, with you all, and that's not easy for you know. He, he, yes, he's 22, but you know he's still a young man, and. We all know how young people don't like to get up before noon. So I can you know, tell you how actually, old uh, people I was don't about like to, say. to get up before noon. So I think it's a universal thing. Well, it is. It is. Well, Mo texted me, hey, we hear you're up. And it's like, well, I kind of have to be up. I mean, the playoffs are over. But playoffs. it is tougher. Playoffs. I know. <laughs> it is tougher to get up and making this transition from covering basketball and hockey and night games and really late playoff games uh, to getting back up early in the morning for for football right now it's like oh i i need some 
some WD forty. My gears are grinding. Did Did you say that yesterday was was special teams day? No, they yeah you know, oh. they mixed in special teams period. So okay, so I mean, should they, so who's kicking and and how, how how bad is it? Didn't <laughs> see Blake uh, the the Ohio State kicker yesterday. Uh, Tucker McCann was the kicker yesterday, um, and and then you know, he's halfway through that drill, and I'm like, oh shoot, I need to be keeping an eye on this guy. I was I was kind of busy watching twenty two and two. And then it's like, oh, this is this is you know this is a year where we are going to be charting the kicker every week and every kick to see how they're going, and because who knows what happens this year at that position. So yeah, thanks for reminding me that I messed up yesterday, and I'll be watching that a little closer today and charting those kicks. Today, the next to last day of minicamp, except they're not practicing, practicing tomorrow. tomorrow. So today is the last day of minicamp. Exactly. Would you please explain that to me? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. It's kind of become the thing over the last few years to, you know, in in most years when you've had great attendance, you know, that third day you you either cancel it or you do a team bonding thing. I mean, you know, they've they've gone bowling. They've gone to a movie. They've gone to, uh, you know, one year, I think it was Rabel, took them to the Metro uh, police uh, shooting range and they talked about gun safety, et cetera you know, on that third day, just, you know, team bonding kind of thing. You know, the question we have is, is it going to be bowling on Thursday, top golf? Uh, you know, when I asked Mike about it, he just said, we're, we're just going to be meeting. And so that covers all sorts of options. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of that you've been working hard. Right. You've done everything we've asked you to it, through a voluntary off season. Let's, let's remind folks that the only thing that's mandatory in the off season is this mini camp this week and it's a, usually it's, it's a three-day mini camp but you know that's the thing you give them a little little carrot because you know we all know that training camp is going to be starting july 27th and that's when the stick comes i think this is uh it's cool you know a, a lot of players love playing for mike vrabel and that's probably one reason why i mean he is a player's coach and i think that that's uh malarkey did it too so you know it, it's it's, yeah. it's crossed a couple coaches so I, I think it's important, especially, I mean, for these guys who are going out here and working very, very hard for three days and running in this Tennessee humidity that we were just talking about, by the way. <laughs> At least they haven't had to deal with it too much this week. And I guess you're excited that you haven't had to deal with too much humidity this week, huh? Duh. <laughs> I, mean, I, may, I may not be out there running around in the heat, but, uh, you know, standing there and, and, and paying attention, trust me, there's been times during training camp when it's hot. I mean, there was one year when the Miami Dolphins were in town for a joint practice that Floyd Reese brought a, a, a Gatorade cooler over and he says, we can't have the media passing out on the sideline because it was one of those really hot days. They actually, I think, you know, the next day they canceled the, you know, or shortened the scrimmage and, and because it was just so, so hot. So, yes, we, you know, it, it may look like we're just standing there watching, but, you know, we're in the heat as well. And, you know, that sun beats down on you. And, it, you know, and especially when you're trying to read across the field and figure out, is that an 87 or a 37? And it, you know, so it, we're working hard too. I'll tell you what, I went out there a couple of years ago. I think it was when the Patriots were in town for one of those joint workouts. Um, and anybody that says, well, you're just standing there watching. I challenge them to go out there and just stand there and watch in that August heat for three hours. It ain't even standing. It ain't the even whole summer time. right now, and it's brutal mm-hmm. out there. It's, I mean, it's, 
and maybe maybe we're jaded because we've been doing it for 30 something years i don't know but um it's not all it's cracked up to be mo i'm always amazed at the fans who come out there but if you watch there are some people who come out there and they've got their, their you know their their umbrellas and such and they're ready they've been there before they know how to you know, pace themselves. And then you've got a lot of people who leave because they realize it's hot out there. <laughs> and, and, and I'll just caution people because of the construction of that facility, you know, don't expect things to look in training camp the way they have the last few years with all the grandstands and stuff, because, you know, where those grandstands have been the last couple of years, you know, there's a building there now. So uh, very curious to see how they're able to handle training camp with the limitations, you know, uh, you know, Paul Koharski had a little note that, you know, they expect to be inside the old building, the original building, because they're renovating that. Those started at the end of the season last year. Everything but the weight room, the locker room, and the cafeteria, which were all recently renovated in the last five years. But, you know, taking care of everything else. But, you know, if you watch any of these Zooms, you know, these coaches are talking to us from the bubble where they've kind of set up temporary office space. And that's where they're doing their meeting space and things like that. So, uh, it, it's been an unusual off season and it's going to be an unusual training camp. I'm just sorry. I'm going to miss the first couple of weeks while I'm over in Tokyo. This, I knew it was coming at some mm, point, mm, mm. you know, it is I had to drop it. at this point. I, we, <laughs> Hashtag humble brag. Yeah, yeah. Humble brag of the day. That's, that's all right. And, and you, you are, you are just adding to intern twos irritation he he's still irritated about that world series that you didn't take him to by the way didn't know we had a fourth ticket until we were almost excuses. on our way out the door all i hear is excuses oh man that's so good that's worth that's worth the price of admission right there Teresa. thanks for joining us today we appreciate it my pleasure, and I'm going to go polish my uh, ticket from that World Series. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Get dust the, the dust off the frame that it's in. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Teresa Walker on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline joining us today. Uh, as always, we appreciate your time and have a great rest of the day. Y'all too. Take care. Paul Lawson, let me just remind you. I'm 57 years old. Mom's always going to have the last word. I know. Never okay. fails. I've accepted it at this point. Okay, good. Good. Uh, I was going to Oh, follow Teresa at Teresa M. Walker on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to leave. So you can check out that. That video. That video. Uh, or you can. Uh, I retweeted it, so you can find it on ours as well. There we go. But uh, before I get out of here, because I, I want to I want to end this segment with this, just because I want to see Mo's face when I tell him. Um we've got wild and wacky Wednesday coming up on the other side of the break. And this one is wild and wacky. Uh, the Padres have optioned Ryan Weathers who owns a sub three ERA is both a starter and reliever this year. So Ryan Weathers is no longer in San Diego. So we'll be right back on Southern middle Tennessee sports today presented by mid Tennessee bone and joint. You tell me. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. 
Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, coming to you from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia, Tennessee, in the front porch sports headquarters of 1017 WKOM on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, or morning, Wednesday morning. It's it's 10 minutes to the top of the hour. I don't know why. It's 79 and sunny, though, and that's a, that's a good day. Now, as I told you on the other side of the break, that uh, it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday, and the Wild and Wackiest story that we have so far is that Ryan Weathers is no longer on the San Diego Padres roster uh, after being optioned despite his sub-3 ERA as both a starter and a reliever and being left-handed, and they need all the help they can get in their bullpen. So, hey, if they're not going to use him, we'll, I mean, we can find somebody to give them. Y'all need Chris Martin? <laughs> Josh Tomlin's available. I'll let you, boy. Alex Anthopoulos. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so you wanted to see my face. <laughs> it was it was priceless. It was worth the price of admission. It makes no sense. I mean, I, I don't know what a guy has to do. I don't I don't I don't understand. And I'm trying to find Kevin um AC of the San Diego Union Tribune's piece on him that MLBTradeRumors.com is referencing because this makes no sense. None whatsoever. So I I don't... Everybody is attributing it to the San Diego Union Tribune. There we go. Okay. Okay. Padres to option Ryan Weathers to AAA. Yeah, this is definitely the wildest and the wackiest thing I'm going to hear today. (laughs) <laughs> rookie has a 2.47 era splitting time between starting and relieving he will start for el paso with denelson lamette trending toward longer outings the padres are sending ron weathers down to triple a two sources with knowledge of the team's plan said will benefit from being a regular starter in the minor leagues pitched in relief monday night allowing a run in three innings his previous five appearances have been as a starter. 2.47 ERA and 1.01 whip in 47 and a third. That includes a 2.78 ERA in 32 and a third innings in his eight starts. That's since I, I don't know. I got nothing. I just met appearing to have reached a point where he can effectively go five or more innings allowed the Padres to prioritize Weathers' development as they feel their second ranked pitching prospect is better served for the long term getting consistent work as a starter. Could return to the majors this summer to help in the bullpen or as part of the rotation if needed. 
I mean, I guess I get it. You know, you want the guy. So but, basically, but, you're telling me you got five starters better that are better than, than Ryan Weathers, and I don't believe that for a minute. So, anyway, we got to get into wild and wacky because it's it is what it is. Um, but uh, but yeah. So here's some. I guess the one thing is that we don't have to worry about staying up late to watch West Ryan. Coast baseball. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, did you know there's a massive Girl Scout Girl Scout cookie surplus because of the pandemic? Apparently, they couldn't sell them all. That that kind of makes sense. I mean, here's an idea: don't stop selling them. Just sell them year round. All, all the time. Sell them till you ain't got no more. <laughs> There shouldn't be a surplus when we all want them. <laughs> this is a supply and demand issue here. Those lemon cookies are the best. Uh, that is the first time I've ever heard that. Jesus. I think if you sell them all the time, though, it, they kind of lose. No, no, they don't. There's, no, they there's don't. no, They're they awesome. don't. That's the thing. I know people who would buy. Um, this is not the, bourbon. I know people who would buy them year-round. Allocated Girl Scout cookies does not make it any more desirable. It just makes them harder to obtain. And if you have a bunch of them, why do you not want to sell a bunch bunch of of them? I do not understand this. It is the weirdest thing I've heard in any way. (sighs) All right. If you were going to go, if you were going to break into the mall, Lawson, and you were going to steal one thing, what would you steal? Probably something very expensive. Okay. Make it worth the while. What about you, Mo? Something very expensive. Just one thing, and you're not going to get caught. Oh, goodness. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've never thought about stealing anything. So Di- diamond ring, something like that, yeah, a nice to, watch, something. jewelry store, find the most yeah. expensive thing you can find there. Yeah, of course. Probably just... a Ronald Acuna-type chain, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that. Yeah. Um, well, police in Tyler, Texas are on the hunt for a man who broke into a mall. He dropped through the ceiling like he was Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible or something, but he didn't have any crazy tacti- tactical gear. He was wearing a polo, pulled off the whole mission while licking on a sucker and stole one bag of Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots. That's ridiculous. That's impressive. This is what that is. That's impressive. And and I'm assuming by the details that accompany this that it was all on video. They they do have a still photo of him, but he's got a sucker in his mouth, so it's going to screw up facial wreck. Plus, I mean, you know, I don't know. I can't tell you because I just, I can't, I don't know. All I know is he hasn't been caught. So Does it say when it happened? Uh, it does. It was Friday, last Friday. How hard are you looking for somebody that stole a bag of Dippin' Dots? I think you got to be more I mean, concerned the about evidence, the... The evidence is gone. I, 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 <laughs> Either eaten or melted, so... I, I think if nothing else, which it's a pretty good picture of his face, but I think the, the part would be that the... the Tom cruising. They're coming the through the roof. Yeah. So I don't know. I have oh. a story. What you got? Um, so y'all know uh, Subway, 
the oh yeah, we're familiar. The co-founder uh, who passed away in 2015 recently, uh, just yesterday, got a story that came out about him uh, saying that he ran his business and was over his employees and ran it like he was a quote demigod or basically a godlike figure and got away with cheating on his wife and pursuing his the people who owned the stores their wives and there, there's actually a quote in this story it says if you wore a skirt and had a pulse he would chase you okay yeah so well I mean considering the history of subway that's not really surprising. this doesn't make this makes plenty of sense absolutely no question so there you go I, I'm not surprised at all by this uh, revelation <laughs> although it is you know it's the largest uh, chain food chain in America and it's the easiest to obtain a license franchise. to get a franchise really? so yeah. So there you go. All right, I got one more for you, uh, and this is this is less of a, uh, a a story more than a random fact. Um, couple of couple of them real quick. One of the first one of the very first items ever sold on eBay in 1995 was a broken laser pointer for fourteen dollars and eighty three cents. When the founder of eBay asked the guy why he bought it, he said, "Quote: I'm a collector of broken laser pointers." <laughs> Yeah, don't ask. And then finally, this is this is the weirdest one of the day. The movie A Christmas Story, we all love it, right? It's based on some short stories that were originally published in Playboy magazine. I didn't know that. Including the Red Rider? I probably will shoot, shoot your eye out. Huh. I don't know if that was about a BB gun or oh, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> And that's going to do it for today's show. (laughs) As we will see you tomorrow on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'll be here all week, folks. We'll be live live from uh, Murfreesboro tomorrow at the uh, State Softball All-Star Games. The Tennessee Softball Coaches Association's All-Star Games, starting at 10. All right. We'll see you tomorrow uh, on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. For Mo and Lawson, I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. Cool,